My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo and with me as always... Ben Fennell. Hello, filthy animal. <laughs> and joining us, rounding out the trio... Guten Morgen, Video Garmin. Mm. I didn't have time to Google what is the correct German term for video games. And you were staring at your phone, so I assume you were trying to Google it. I got. I typed in translate English to J. Okay. I reckon you should say that every episode from now on. <laughs> it should be Good Morning Video Games. Yes. Good Morning Filthy Animals. Sure. And then what was it? Guten Morgen. Video Garmin. Video Garmin. Or it's maybe like a fun different language every time. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Cool, yeah. It'll definitely never get racist. <laughs> <laughs> Great, because you don't have to do the accent. What? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> if you were to say now that you would have to do a different language every week, which one would you be dreading the most? Mm. Uh, In terms of potential racism factor. I'm, I'm typing the word video games into a translator still. <laughs> <laughs> who says that men can't multitask? <laughs> a man who struggles to oh. do one thing at a time. Video spiel. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I actually prefer video garment. Now, yeah. how do we go about getting this changed? Do you know any Germans? Uh, I know one, Angela yeah. Merkel. Yeah. I don't know if she'll be helpful right. in any way. She's in a fairly a powerful position, Is I she? think. Yeah. I haven't spoken to her for a while. What's okay. she been up to? <laughs> well, she's... On top. Hold on, let me just quickly check her Facebook. I'll see what she's been up to. <laughs> Whoa, holy fuck! <laughs> I could get a deal on some sunglasses if I act now. Oh, Somebody's nice. tagged me in a photo. Thank Hell God for yeah. doing that. Oh. I went through and added um, everyone I could find on Facebook by the name of Austin Powers at some point. Yes. I think you might have talked about that on this podcast <laughs> yeah, right. already. Well, I... Went through and deleted them because <laughs> it ended up just getting depressing. After about three or four years, they got a bit grating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were fun in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And at some point we realised like, ooh, they're problematic. <laughs> Has anyone talked about Austin Powers being problematic yet? I did a live reading of the Austin Powers uh, 1 script and some of the cast... Certainly did find it problematic. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. How strict did you have to be with sticking to the script? Because that's a great thing to do. Get people in to do a live comedy reading of a Probo movie and mm. say, at absolutely no point are you allowed to deviate from the script or give any commentary. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty exact. It was abridged, but the lines that were there were certainly accurate. <laughs> Who I, abridged it? Uh, friend of the show, Timothy Clark. 
<laughs> I couldn't what? imagine a task he'd enjoy more <laughs> than editing down Austin Powers one. <laughs> what a task! <laughs> yeah. If you take out all the jokes, it's actually pretty short movie. <laughs> yeah, and you get the great story across. Yeah, I, I I prefer the idea that he doesn't know that you can actually just you know there's places on the internet to find it, so he's yeah. just sitting there watching it on DVD, <laughs> pausing every eight seconds to then spend about a minute and a half typing out dialogue mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sort of making the call on the fly, like, nah, I reckon I can kind of leave this bit by the wayside. Yeah. Well, I was I was Basil Exposition. Mm-hmm. Hello, Austin! Oh, oh, this would have been a God. nightmare to pretend. <laughs> you thought the problematic stuff was bad. You didn't know this guy was going to be doing this shit voice for the whole thing. Everyone kept yelling, this is terrible. And you were like, I guess it is a bit problematic, yeah. I guess that is the reason you're yelling that out. Well, you're pointing at me and saying this is a problem. I, I think you must mean the underlying <laughs> subtext of yeah, the Yeah, the dialogue. character of Basil yeah. Exposition. Very, very... Uh, very offensive towards uh, older gentlemen in yes. positions of power. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they are the true victims. Uh, what were we talking about? German. Video games. Yeah. Video Garmin. Yes, video spiel. Speaking of old men, did you know gammon has become an insult for old white men in Britain? Yes. Yeah. I saw this. This is a new meme thing. Yeah, one of those meme things. Look at you, you oh. fucking gammon. <laughs> Not getting because oh, <laughs> it's like ham. It's like old ham or something. Yeah, man, explain it. That'll make it funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling sassy today. Oh. I'm did in you a have sassy mood? Did you have fun doing the bit, or was it edited out? Where he goes, "Damn it, man, that's my mother." That was edited out. That was edited out. Yeah, for yeah. time constraints, or because it's like kind of, I guess, like saying, you know, oh, this woman looks like a man. I think that maybe. Right. It's Although the I wouldn't film version of the Aerosmith song. Yeah, right. I wouldn't trust Tim to have the sensitivity to <laughs> understand that, though. Is the long shitting scene still in there? Yeah, I believe it was. Cool. Pissing. Right. And how'd you do that he's on shitting. stage? Pissing. He's no, evacuating. He the bit where he's like getting choked out while he's while he's on the oh, toilet. Number oh, number two. Yeah. Yeah, that was in it. That okay. was still in it. Yeah. Wow, it's got... I never realised this, but it's got a great piss gag and a great shit gag. It's got everything. Has there ever been a movie in cinema history that's dared to do both and gotten away with it? Have you Ooh. seen Austin Powers' Goldman? <laughs> <laughs> he said gotten away with it. <laughs> Beyonce uh, got away with being in that movie. Yes. No one ever brings that up anymore. They're always like, yeah, it's the best woman in the world. Oh, you mean the fucking bit player in Goldmember? She was good in Goldmember, though. Mmm... The song that she that did sounded for like it. an agreement noise. <laughs> the song that she did my for phone it is just good. buzzed and yes. I've got a message from my other friend Beyonce, <laughs> Angela Merkel and Beyonce, my two friends. I haven't spoken to Beyonce since in a while. Okay, what's she been up? How to? long? How long? You just said that she'd successfully navigated the the trials and tribulations of being in Goldmember to become a yeah. yeah. Did you stop talking Successful. to her after Goldmember? I did. You hated it so much, right? I did. Me and. Jay-Z hadn't... Oh, I can't be bothered with this. <laughs> there is an article, I think maybe on the maybe internet? on Vice, about how like Beyonce surely must regret having been in Goldmember. Right. Like, she must just, you know... Everything, everything else, just such a pretty flawless, kind of spotless track record for her. Mm-hmm. That must just pop into her head and she think, ugh. I don't oh, know. Boy. I, could, I think you could justify it as, like, the money I got paid for that. Helped fund studio time for X album. And whatever, people were into that movie at the time. Yeah. yeah. It didn't take long for them to stop being into those movies, but it, it, irony hadn't gotten to the point where it was yet. Yeah. yeah. And it was that, that period in between a, a period of enjoying Austin Powers movies sincerely, mm-hmm. and then there was a period in the middle where <laughs> people went, these suck and I hate everything about them. Yes. And then it changed and went, I love these, 
but actually I don't really. <laughs> I'm just being cool. Can I say this, and it's a matter of public record, on I think episode two or three, very yeah. early on of my other podcast, The Little Dum Dum Club, yes. which has been going for about six or seven years now, I said that I think one day Austin Powers will become the new Borat. I Ooh. think it will become cool again. Great call. And, I, you know, it's a, what a benefit to have said that into a microphone <laughs> and for it to be time-stamped on the internet for all of eternity. <laughs> to be fair, the first, like, 30 episodes of that podcast were you listing things that might become the new Borat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it, that's one of, true. One of those things was the little dum-dum club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still waiting on that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Goldmember, uh, huge movie. I not only wagged school to go and see it, but uh, my dad came with me and was the one who encouraged me to wag school wow. to go and see it. He was Holy like, I'll cut work if you cut school to come and see it with me. A real and Michael like, Caine of a dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Daddy was there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> fellas, we've, we've got business to attend to. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. The business of video games. Mm-hmm. The most profitable business in the world. It, other it than is. probably slavery. Or gold mining. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe the, the costs of gold mining could be quite high. I'm sorry for having said that. Anyway. Uh, so I'm uh, glad I talked over it partly. <laughs> you think slavery is still profitable? Like, it is. Still people getting royalties There are more slaves in the world today than there ever have been. That's a fact. Wow. Where did you learn that? That's genuinely true. Did you listen to a podcast about it? I think it was like QI or something where I saw it initially. Right. Wouldn't have been a book. (laughs) (laughs) That's not your MO. It was some sort of source where I was like, that's probably true. Right. Wow. So you didn't verify it? No, but there's more. It makes uh, anyway. Look, it's not for us to address necessarily. No, but no. that's fa- that. That's genuinely very surprising and fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I will look it up to make sure that it's true. But um, translate it from German to English. You know, Video <laughs> spiel. <laughs> nice. Just leave it in here, and then one of the listeners can do the. I think do the it's, tr- I think for it's us. a very true yeah. and sad fact. Okay. Right. That don't tweet it at us. Five has been revealed. <laughs> uh, there, so we'll, we'll go straight in the news. There's a bit of news since we're in a learning mood. Yes, there was a little teaser put up on Twitter at the time of the recording of this. So Battlefield Five or V, as it's stylized, will <laughs> yes. have been revealed in BV. What? The initials are BV. Huh? It's my game. Nah. It's your game. Yeah. So this has to be your favourite game of all time, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Well, by the time people are hearing this, uh, there will have been what I'm sure was a fantastic and not at all awkward event where Trevor Noah Sounds revealed Sounds a lot it. like me. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Noah is doing some like reveal of the game. Really? Because they paid him enough. And yeah. he, uh, that you will have seen it, but what we've seen at this point of the recording of this is a trailer that is... About a half a second long right. of a uh, World War Two soldier going shh, and that's it. Oh, I bet I bet Trevor Noah finds a way to absolutely skewer Donald Trump in this reveal video, <laughs> don't you? Trevor Noah destroys Battlefield V <laughs> Five. I wonder if they, I wonder if they call it V or Five. Five, surely. I wish they yeah. had John Oliver doing it. Oh yes. That is not how you reveal a video game. <laughs> You're a tank, Jeffrey. You can't even fly. You're a tank, Jeffrey. Get out of here. Uh, uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be set in World War Two. People will know more than us by now, but okay. uh, that'll be Battlefield. And it'll more than likely have a battle royale style mode as well. Was the last Battlefield called Battlefield One? One. And now it's called V. Yeah, um, and so like oh. V for victory that that Winston Churchill did, mm-hmm. V for five because there was Battlefield Four, V for vanilla, yeah, V for <laughs> the other thing that you're both thinking of 
and it's a word that starts with V. Try yeah. and think oh. of a, a V word that isn't vagina that you can say at the end of this, which will oh, be Vendetta. Man. Vendetta. <laughs> Do you think that'll be the event? Like Trevor Noah just comes out and does the V. And just <laughs> goes, uh, into the camera. The end. I'm the oh. new Borat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they announced Austin Powers 5, which I know there's no 4, but to coincide with Battlefield 5. What would that be like, Ben, since you've dug this hole? Uh, this it'd, be, it'd be great. I Let's thought you more like if they announced Austin Powers 5. That's definitely what the poster would be. Yeah. Austin oh, yeah. doing, the, doing the V in front yeah. of the mouth, which almost makes me want, like, fine, get four done, churn it out as quickly as you can mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that we can get to five and live in the world where we see that poster. Yeah, can okay. they do another Austin Powers now that... Um what, what, what was his name? Mini-me? Vernell Troyer. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all coming back to Betty Boy today. <laughs> Is this you working out that, what, you're the Zodiac killer? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that. Wait, I mean, uh, no, I think just everything revolves around me. I think you mean the Zodiac killer, V. Mm, Everything's God. a V. Why would you? D- oh, that's so um, <laughs> No, Mike Myers has been, a, he does this every couple of years. He kind of reignites the flames of their potentially being an Austin Powers 4. Mm, and he yeah, did right. that within the last couple of weeks. He's like, mm. what about Austin Powers but from Dr. Evil? Point of view. Yes, that's what he said. Were they not already from his for half of it? Yeah, three is like three. That's mm. the whole thing of it. Mm, is yeah. that they're yeah. Anyway, that's mm. that's he's back out or there. Or does he mean literally from a point of view shot of Doctor Evil? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, he came for the whole yes. walking around like that shitty first person shooter sequence in Doom. Yeah. That's some news right. as well. Oh yeah, Doom movie. Doing another Doom movie. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. it's like today. Today news. Right, the news, of course. Yes, I've seen the movie. <laughs> uh, one of the only movies. I've ever been tempted to walk out of. Really? Not a walker out or a, of movies. That seems to me like something that you would be. I reckon every second movie you go to, you would be tempted to walk out of. No, no, no. No, no. Knox is famously a completionist when it comes to shit things. Yeah. Right. I will I will stick through anything if I have paid money to be there yeah. or to do it. Mm-hmm. But fuck, Doom was bad. And it was before the time when you could ironically appreciate The Rock and mm. dedicate an entire episode of a podcast <laughs> to one of his movies. Yes. <laughs> But, it, yeah, it just is no good. But hopefully, I, I don't know why they're re- doing it again. Mm. It seems like a, if you wanted to make a movie about aliens and shooting, because they I mean, they're demons, but they changed them to aliens in the other one. Yeah, yeah that was the yeah. dumbest thing. Yeah. yeah, The whole plot of Doom is actually cool, and they got rid of all of it mm. to just have the name... Of uh, to just have the same name. Yeah. Which I don't think is that massive of a selling point for most people. But you can say the same thing about Rampage. And in fact, we did. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, thanks for listening to Rock the Casbah, our (laughs) 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 rock-based podcast. Yeah, I don't know that... that I don't think there have been many details announced about that, so that'll come at some point. But Battlefield 5, Black Ops 4, uh, there were some trailers... Of, and we did like a reaction video to those on YouTube. So yes. if you want to hear a seamless recording process, <laughs> yeah. which by the way, we don't really mention them very often, but uh, yes, mm. they we do one pretty much every week that we sit down to do this. We do like a quick, uh, whatever trailer has been out during the week, we yeah. do a reaction video to them. So they're all on our YouTube, uh, which you can find on our socials and on our website and stuff. So go look and at them website, if you have YouTube.com. Mm. Hmm? It's available there too. Uh, I, I don't know that for a fact, so I can't <laughs> verify that. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't wish to speculate. <laughs> but uh, yes, if you haven't seen them, there's, there's what? There'd be, what, a couple dozen now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've yep. doing them for a while. Something like that. Yeah, we got those that over there and we talked about it there, so mm. there's no point retraining old ground, but they were very... 
basic reveal trailers for the yep. multiplayer modes of Black Ops 4, which is the entire thing. There's no single yeah. player yes. this time. So multiplayer and zombie, you see a great deal of what they are. <laughs> yeah. And then the Battle Royale mode, you see nothing. Mm. I think you see as much as they have Yeah, at this sure. point. Yeah. It is... I think it was actually good because the concept that they uh, explain, which is like cool Call of Duty maps in a Battle Royale mode, is pretty interesting to me mm. uh probably more interesting than if i'd just seen it yeah sure it's i think the worry is that they are cobbling it together mm. at the last second so yeah. whether Do you think it, maybe they're saving it to show off at e3 i i literally think that they don't have it in a state where they can show any of it right. yeah i tend to agree yeah yeah because they release in october and they're going to be fucking pushing it right up to then i think that the rumor is that that's a big part of why there's no single player in this one right because they shifted gears last year when it was obvious that uh this battle royale thing was becoming a big deal mm, yeah and reallocated the resources from that what else is coming out that has battle royale in it like- uh battlefield i think will have it mm-hmm. right. but we don't know that at the time of recording uh first thing trevor noah says there will definitely not be a Battle Royale mode in this game. Boo! Boo bring back John Stewart. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> uh, I think there'll be... Uh, like, the thing that it's more done is that it's PUBG and Fortnite have killed off a number of games right. through the right. sheer number of people they're drawing into them. Right, like Counter-Strike Go, you'd have to imagine, has dropped in in usage numbers. Probably, that might be one of the few that's gotten away with it, but like the Quake and Unreal Tournament reboot things that right. they did uh, have kind of died off a bit. They're sort of doing some stuff with Quake, but I don't see anybody talking about it ever. Yeah. There's that one that um, Cliff Blazinski's company Oh yeah, was doing. Lawbreakers. Yeah, and then the one after that, as well that they're working on now was a battle royale thing. Oh yeah, right. I can't remember the names of any of those. Yeah, I uh, think Boss Key Games was the name of it. But um, yeah. there's and it's more just like every company kind of scrabbling. I don't think we've had enough time yet for any of them to kind of implement it the way they would like to. Yeah, mm. but it's this very reactionary thing that I haven't seen before. Really, of people going like, okay, this is the hot ticket thing. We got to get in there. This is our new way to do micro like Battlefront Three or whatever. Yeah, Titanfall Three. Everything will have some version of this at some point, and I think we will very quickly get bloated and sick of it. Yeah, mm. but you know who knows. So anyway, if you want to see the Call of Duty stuff, go over there. Also, we've got a um, Bandcamp camp, band camp episode up. <laughs> Bandcamp. Were bank you doing a Sandler is impression? This, is this German? You're doing your Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> It, just because we plugged the YouTube, we might as well plug that. Yeah, mm. yeah. We did a commentary of the movie Pixels. It's been up uh, for a few days now. Mm. Uh, people who've listened to it are really liking it. And uh, yes, do take a punt on it if yeah. you are, uh, you know, thinking that I don't know for whatever reason maybe it's not your bag. I got news for you. It definitely is. Yes, uh, it's your sweetest in larger pump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, so, like I'm not really into movie commentary things. Right. Mm. Like comedy ones, I never listen to them, but this was really fun to do. Yeah. So take it from a cynic, <laughs> this is good. And yeah. you always want to hear the opinions of someone who generally doesn't like things. Yes. yes. <laughs> take a punt and as you're doing that, just pay 70 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure it's a dollar or more. Yes. You could pay the lower end, but, you know, just really... Just really stack the deck. Treat really it. force yourself to get as much out of it as you can. Oh, yeah. Treat it like it's a brand new video game because we certainly put in as much effort as a games designer and developer <laughs> would put into a game. Uh, Filthy Casuals pod- 
Bandcamp.com. I think that's it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Filthycasuals.com.au, obviously, for everything. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun. It was just like a long uh, podcast where we were, had some stimulation in front of us yes. the whole time. I want people to listen to it. I think it was good. Yeah, it was really good. But and we'll do more because it was fun. Yeah. Should we mention our live show? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I guess we're in the plug section of the... Yeah, okay, let's yeah. go. Classic <laughs> podcast <laughs> promo kind of uh, method. Plug in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Well, this is always our format. We go open with Austin Powers talk. <laughs> yes. Half of news, plugs, other half of news. I'm going to go to the toilet after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, review, review. Yeah, so if people... If you're listening and this is your first time and yes. you're hating it, well, it's like this every week. <laughs> so fuck off, mate. This yes. is always the structure and we, we definitely adhere to it every week also mm. we've had a movie playing the whole time so this is actually a commentary <laughs> yeah so is it driving miss daisy is on <laughs> yes right now and it's syncing up perfectly yes. so yeah <laughs> we're actually only talking when people on screen are talking so yeah. if you watch it it's it's like a clutch mm. cargo kind of thing i'm yeah. listening to dark side of the moon as we do this as well <laughs> and i'm making sure that i'm speaking on the beat and with a similar theme to each of the songs oh yeah yeah this one is money hey I'm not going to give away what I'm listening to, but let's just say I am listening to a great gig in the sky. Great. <laughs> I've got a metronome going in my earpiece, so I'm making sure that everything oh, yeah. I say is absolutely That's on tempo. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, anyway, if you want to see this kind of high level of comedy, uh, we are going to be doing a live show in Melbourne, July 14th at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets will be on sale now at our website, yeah. It's going to be a splendid afternoon of video games related content. Yes. We're going to work on uh, a bunch of, yeah, we're going to make it a, a show. We're going to work yeah. on a bunch of dumb live things that are going to be really fun. Yep. So, yeah, come and check that out. I know a lot of people in Melbourne have been absolutely clamoring for us to uh, you know do a to proper do live a, show to do a proper live show <laughs> yes. so uh, yeah and you know what if you're interstate maybe you got a couple of bodies maybe you know maybe you and three or four friends and, and, a, and a, a, you want to hide them we'll be hanging out yeah, the back after down. the show bring yep. your bodies you down you can use some seat fillers don't care if they're alive or dead chuck them in our boot whatever yep. Yep. We'll, we'll take care of them for you get mm. the casuals live show, show and murder disposal <laughs> service <laughs> oh wow <laughs> this is going to happen next coming up right, up, right after this new Borat New Borat. Hell yeah. Cool. New Borat. All right. July 14, Saturday, July 14. Yes. Uh, European Bee Cafe. Yep. Uh, so here's a couple of weird ones. There's been a Halo Arcade game announced. Mm. That's pretty weird. Because when was the last time you saw So Dave and Buster's, I think, is like basically an adult Chuck E. Cheese type thing where it's got drinks and food and games. Right. And it's big in the US. Mm-hmm. I might yeah. be wrong about that because I don't live there. No, they're in they made a new uh they made a new Rampage arcade game for the movie. And they were featured in the and, movie. And then right. Dave and but and yeah, so it was only at Dave and Busters and they're right. featured in the movie. So I think that has sort of been a little bit of an arcade resurgence over there. Right. And there's a Halo arcade game called Fireteam Raven. Four player beat 'em up, Smithers kidnaps Maggie and you have to go <laughs> That's into Mr. Exactly Burns' it. mansion and get her back. There's four guns and it's like a on rails light gun shooter thing in the That's cool. Do you remember that Lost World Jurassic Park yes. game? Yeah. Fuck yeah. that was good. Yeah. And this is that but Halo. Fuck okay. yeah. So it actually might be cool, but it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Because it's like set alongside the first Halo game as well. So this really feels like it's about seventeen years out of its time. Right. But whatever, they're making that and if you got a high score on that and you had to put in three letters, which three would you pick? Hmm. Well, the first one would be a C. Okay. Second one. Wow. Yeah. All right. The letter so U. This is going. The third one. You this is your last letter though, by the way. Yeah, you know there's only three. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. M. 
I'm come. <laughs> come is the winner. I was really spe- skeptical that after you said come, the, the third letter, that it was going to be funny, but you managed to make it funny. Yeah. Hey, I'm come. <laughs> Don't ever fucking doubt me. <laughs> i tell you what I do doubt, though. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 on the... Uh, there's not much more about the Halo thing. It's just basically been revealed and it's right. been weird. And I hope it's not at like... Because I remember there was a thing that 343 who are making the Halo games now said like, oh, we'll have something Halo to announce this year, but it might not be what you're thinking of. Right. If they don't announce a six at E3 <laughs> and it's just this for the year, yeah, that's fuck. fucking wild. Yeah. I'm into it. That's yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. A lot of weird decisions. So Resident Evil 7 is getting a Switch version. Yes. yes. This- but... It's not just an actual port. Well, it's technically not getting a Switch version, I yes. guess. Yeah, this ain't, yeah. This ain't your granddaddy's Resident Evil 7. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, which is what the ported version would have been slower and, and old. Yes, frail. And not fun, yeah. Yep. This is something uh, completely different. It's So I didn't read any of the articles about this, so I might not be the person. So let me have a guess at what I think it is from the headlines. Wow, it's weird for you to dive into something whilst admitting that you have no idea what you're talking about. Usually he says it as if it's a fact (laughs) and then admits that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Are you streaming it onto your Switch? Yes. And it is running on one of Capcom's computers and then you are using (laughs) the internet streaming it like uh, one of those Nvidia shields or whatever mm. onto yeah. your switch. Exactly, that's so exactly strange. right. So yeah. strange. So strange. Yeah. Fuck, that's weird. It's a, it must be like a test case for something they want to do in the future, right? There, there's, so there's no mm. news if it's, I believe, at the point that we're recording this, there's no news on whether or not it's coming to the West. Okay. So right. at the moment it's only Japanese, right? which would make sense because they have good internet mm. and we mm. do not. Yeah. Be great if it came to the West and just not Australia. They're like, this is a fucking suicide mission. No yeah. way. Uh, yeah. Um, so yes, it's streaming, and you're you're basically paying to rent it. You're getting a license to it for thirty days or something like that. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Like I like uh, yeah. I was reading up a bit on it, and like I I can see the. You guys just touched feet. Yeah, it we we weird. noticed it made <laughs> yeah. Adam very weird. Yeah, I my I I did. <laughs> I did a facial expression, <laughs> a facial expression that I haven't made before, and it was like a oh no, it was a real I, I, yeah. I didn't it's like enjoy that. There was actual sparks that kind of came off your face. Well, because we both pulled back too quickly, and that made it seem like it was too like oh no, we were thinking it might happen. Yes, yeah. you were kissing at the same time, but but that's it was, fine. Yeah, the face. I find that that's I'm always disgusted at myself when I like if, if I'm sitting next to a strange man on the tram mm-hmm. and if we accidentally touch hands and you both like pull away too quickly i feel like it's like it looks like i'm going not gay yeah 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 i I wish i was just like i wish i was more calm and like who cares if you just touch another dude i think it's more uh, like i do the same thing and i think it's more like me going i didn't intend to touch you there Uh, yeah yeah, i'm not worried about that man thinking anything about me no other than me being a predator (laughs) I guess it's just because I grew up watching a lot of Friends and, you know, as we learn from that show, (laughs) strangers thinking or even people that you know thinking that there's a chance that you might be gay, one of the worst possible things that can happen to a human being. It's a nightmare scenario. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would react the same way. And Chandler would be a real idiot. (laughs) I'd react the same way if I accidentally touched anyone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, And if it was a guy, I'd have to be like, 
look, everyone, I, I reacted that way, but if it was a girl, I would have done the same thing, or a, like a baby or a dog. I just don't like touching people. Thank well, you for your time. we sound like <laughs> the three most repressed people <laughs> yeah. on the planet. I'm glad that guy made that speech because I feel a lot more at ease now. <laughs> <laughs> he was staring at the ground while making it. <laughs> uh, so this is basically, do you remember PS Now, which I yes. we didn't yep. get over here? Yeah. This is that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah I was reading up a bit on it, and I I can understand the the merit in in this kind of service. Why you would choose to trot it out in its kind of infancy on something like the Switch? Mm. I just because yeah, you read the headline, it's like Resident Evil Seven coming to Switch. Like, cool. I never played it. I, maybe I'll go in if there's a bit of a drought at the time. It'd like, be nice cool, to have a portable version of Resident mm, Evil yeah, Seven. Sure. Oh wait, what? it's not fucking portable. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I I really don't get it. I, I just don't odd. think that it, even if this technology is good, it's like surely the Switch is just not the place for it. But then also, I don't know, maybe like in Japan and, and we experienced a bunch of this, Ben, every Airbnb that we stayed in, yeah. nowhere has a modem. There are all these like little pocket Wi-Fi things that are powerful enough that, you know, you get you get great internet on them. So they, yeah. they're what they use in the home. And then you just can take them with you and you get this great Wi-Fi service off it. So maybe in a country where... You're never really so you can have like little mini Wi-Fi mm. that's got a lot of data on it. Yeah, that's like your home plan on the train and when you're out. Like I guess for that, like that's it, it's kind of works. I, I, that's what I suspect. I suspect that anyone listening to this in a in a country with good infrastructure, which like a lot of the, lot of the European, like yep. Central and and uh, Western European countries do, they probably think that we sound like idiots. <laughs> like I genuinely think that this is much more of a real thing in any country that's not Australia. Right. And maybe the US where it's more expensive. Yeah. I guess so. It's just it's it's new, so I'm afraid of it. I suppose it's <laughs> sure. part of all. You accidentally is. touched its foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it, it but it, like I said, I think it's very telling that it's not happening outside of Japan, yeah. at yeah. least to begin with. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, even in the states, like I, I th- that that little pocket Wi-Fi thing, that's the only country that I've been to where I've seen it be that prominent. Where like, yeah. I, we didn't stay in a single Airbnb that just had a traditional modem. Yes, they were yep. all this, and they all worked great. They, they were all, I believe, like basically unlimited data. Yeah. So whatever plan, like it just must be like that's the equivalent of your home plan and then you just take that out in the streets with you. I haven't seen it. It might, ex- it probably some version of it exists in the States, but I certainly haven't encountered it in Airbnbs or, you know, people that I've met or talked to. Yeah. And yeah, our, our data plans here in our internet is just not, is yeah. just not capable of it. I mean, like even just in mobile phones, like as, as data becomes more and more of a, you know, with phones, it's like SMSs used to be the thing that you were paying for. Yeah, First yeah. it was calls and it was SMSs and now it's data. But surely that will come to a point where it's like data is like basically valueless and it's like unlimited for $4 a month or whatever. At some yeah. point all the wired infrastructure that we're putting in will be defunct. Yes. yes. So yeah. in that point, like, yeah, just playing stuff online on your Switch will be... Will, will not be an issue because you'll just have it tethered to your phone the whole time you're out. And, sure. you know, presumably ju- then planes have gotten to a point where they've all got Wi-Fi in them as well. Yeah. So Even with good Wi-Fi or whatever, though, the latency that you have just communicating with a computer that's far away mm. to play a game that requires fast reactions, mm. Yeah, mm. It, it could feel very bad. Like, that was always a complaint with things that are similar to this is that the latency can be enough right. that you it doesn't feel good to play. Yeah, sure. Which might still be an issue, but then also it it is nice to see. Oh, it's inter- not nice. It's interesting to see all these different companies really thinking about how 
they distribute games. Yeah. Like mm. what what does buying a game mean anymore? Yeah. If you're buying it digitally and it's a license anyway, and that price point is putting people off, then why not bring it lower, rent out the game mm. and like uh, yeah. Microsoft doing the Game Pass stuff. Yeah. Capcom having a look at this, it's it's interesting. I guess mm. the fact that it, I, I think for me it's the fact that it's the streaming it and it's the paying for a short license of it, both of them in the same hit makes me go, what the fuck is this? If it was, you know, one or two of them, it's right. like, oh, you pay for it, but then you're just like streaming it off a server. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird. Or if it was like, oh, it's just a rent game. It's like, oh, okay. But the fact that they're both kind of in the same mm. thing is is the bit that I find weirdest about it. And again, I don't fully know how this works, but someone was saying to me about how, because I said, what is, what is basically the reason? What's the incentive for doing this? Mm. What's the motive? And they were saying that, uh, a game like Resident Evil 7 that would be the only way to get it to run on the Switch yes, hardware yes. which I don't I don't get it I don't get how that's the case why cuz you're an idiot yeah <laughs> cuz it's not obviously it's not running the, the game isn't strong enough it's it's streaming the visual it's like streaming a YouTube video yeah. where you can control a character within it. Like, so, okay, so you're controlling it on something else. It's you yes, are remote yeah. controlling it on someone right. else's okay, computer. That's yeah. the bit I didn't understand because I thought it was like just Listen, putting you it, fucking putting dumb it on the moron. system. Still, <laughs> you, you, let you, me finish. Hey, let, let me finish. Let, let him finish. explain how right. dumb he is. <laughs> me do poo-poo. <laughs> then me fall over. Then me eat poo-poo. Now, to your point. My wife. Yeah, no, that's the same thing that the PS Now thing did is it ran it off of a different computer. Okay, yes. Right. So, which is why the latency and the lag is is a genuine issue because you are literally remote controlling it's, it. It's not like yeah. you've, you're like, yeah. It's not like you've streamed the game onto your Switch and then the Switch is running that game. Yeah. It's you're just streaming the visuals and yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so if you can get that poo-poo out of your mouth for a second, can you tell us if you understand now? <laughs> me, me understand good. <laughs> oh, um, me, me dumb character is back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if that, if if they can get that's if they can get it to a point where it works, yeah, it's, that's a game changer. One if they for can. one, totally. Then something like the switch being underpowered, like it won't matter. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it will work yet, probably, but I'm. St- but that's based off of having seen it from from other things from years ago. So maybe it yeah, yeah. I I think this is almost like a thing of getting in early so that kids and and people who are have going to have buying power in ten years mm. are okay with this concept. You know, yeah. Well, like, so here's the. Th- uh, I'd be interested to hear reports from people mm, about it. Like mm. I'll. I'll. Pro- I mean, we're going to be over there. I'll try yeah. and give it a go when I'm over there. Yeah, that's a great call. So yeah. you know, Steam Link. Yes. Uh, that is the little box where it's the same thing, basically. You put that box next to your TV, it runs video from the computer that's somewhere else in the house through your router yep. to the TV. Yeah, you uh, get to sit on the couch and use a, a handheld controller to, to play your PC games. You yep. can get that on phones now or tablets and things like that. Right. Which So you have to be connected to the Wi-Fi network mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the computer's on, but it all depends on if you have a good enough router for it to be an okay experience or right right and that is still sometimes sluggish for people so the idea of that happening and then over an internet connection as well yeah yeah, seems crazy i love the idea of someone you know because the switch is region free and you can very easily get on other countries e-shops i love the idea of someone in australia getting onto the japanese e-shop we could and streaming this and it just absolutely not working and so them 
calling up Japanese Capcom support and going, yeah. this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's not fucking running. <laughs> They're eating an apple at the time. So I always think it's more arrogant to be eating an apple yeah, while you complain. Yeah. Go like, yeah. Mwah, so I'm trying this over here. It's not working. Yeah. I, that happened to me the other day. I got put on. Uh, I got put on hold, and it was like the thing where they tell you there's quite a queue. Yes, and it like it made it sound like I was going to be there for like half an hour, and so I started eating, and then they were like. Anyway, here we are, and I was like, "Oh no!" Me mouth got poo poo. <laughs> yes. Me not ready. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it for all the news of the week, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that. Cool. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, just a half hour episode this <laughs> week. <laughs> um. So yeah, a couple of uh, releases this week. Well, no, I mean nothing, nothing big and new. But uh, Adam and I have been playing a game that came out on the Nintendo Switch, Hyrule Warriors, the Definitive Edition, mm. uh, which came out on the Wii U 2014, I believe. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. And then uh, the 3DS got an updated version a couple of years after that. And then this is kind of, yeah, a combination of both those versions with, a, a, like, I think two costumes from Breath of the Wild. Right. And like and a little bit updated graphics that it's like running at a solid 60 frames per second. Yes. It's, a real, it's a real DK tropical freeze situation. It is super tropical freeze. Yeah, you're right, 2014. Yeah. This is yet another Wii U port mm-hmm. over to the Switch, which whatever, we've talked about that before. But the game itself, I really like. Me too. Right. It's yep. fun. Weirdly enough, I, this had never interested me. Uh, the, the Wii U, I think it came out kind of late enough in the Wii U cycle and it was like, I remember at the time it was like, this isn't really a Zelda game. This is just like a, this is just this weird other series that Zelda's in. And I remember people being kind of pretty down on it. Right. It was still kind of the, I, I remember kind of having the wait for Breath of the Wild in the back of my head at the time right. as well. Right. Like, oh, there's a proper Zelda game just around the corner. That's, <laughs> that's very true, actually. And yeah, and I think like that, and maybe this is the same for a lot of people, but I always liked Zelda enough, but Breath of the Wild really kind of really reinvigorated my love for this series. So same. just this kind of like weird fan service thing of like being able to like, you know, do all this crazy shit with these characters never appealed to me in 2014. But like I started watching the trailers of it uh, coming out on the Switch because I was like, I think I might be into this this time around. Right. I was like, fuck, I really, really want to play this. And yeah, it's... A lot of fun. So it's basically, uh, yeah. So it's it's Dynasty Warriors, right? Which there's what nine of, uh, and plus a million different other versions. Yeah, like weird well, spin-offs. Fire and stuff. Emblem Warriors is a thing. Yeah, version. and then there's like three versions of each of those nine Dynasty Warriors. Right, teams. right, right. So it's crazy. So Fuck. it's basically you run around on a battlefield and you're taking on hordes and hordes of enemies. You are basically a god who. Yeah. Outpowers them like a hundred to one. Right. They are meaningless. They are absolutely meaningless. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you unlock more. There's a make a main story mode where you unlock more characters as you go along. You can often switch between characters in battle. You've got like yeah. You've got these like crazy powerful attacks that just like are a wave around you of enemies just getting obliterated. And it's very simple. So, so like, there's stronger enemies like captains and whatever who you do kind of have to fight. Yeah. And it's very simple, like, XXY kind of simple combos. And it's super arcade Yeah. Right. You've got, like, a special attack. You've got a couple of meters that build up and let you do various things. But it's all pretty simple and straightforward. But in a really kind of relaxing, satisfying way where you feel – it feels almost like cleaning a dirty bench – 
or something. You know when you wipe okay. the dust off of something? Sure, And there's heaps sure. of dust and then you take it away and you're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. It's that same feeling. That's, okay. a, that's a great way of summing it up, yeah. It's very, yeah, very easy but satisfying. So it, so each of, a, each of the the main levels that I've played so far in the story mode, you're, you're, you're in the one kind of set map and there's kind of these like little sort of story beats happening of like little missions that you're given to do most of which revolve around there's uh, keeps and outposts and they both generate soldiers for your side. And so if you go to where they are, they'll often have been captured by the enemy. Right. And you have to wipe – if you start wiping out enough of the enemies, a boss of that little area will appear. And then if you wipe him out, you have that – that that territory is yours. Right. Your soldiers are there. But then you you have this map where you'll be seeing like – Oh, these enemies from here have just come in and now they've captured this keep. So it's kind of about you sort of like monitoring the map and like making sure that you're kind of like keeping control of these uh, kind of areas. Right, right. And the the way that those objectives and that sort of stuff are given to you isn't great where it's just a little box in the corner with sort of the dialogue of that's, whatever character. That's mm. my biggest gripe with mm. it. Yeah. That, so the, it's kind of – it's so it's basically – Taking characters from all across the Zelda games and just putting it, which is what I like most about it, into this like just weird, super different context to what you're used to a Zelda game being. Mm, it's kind of like that. Do you remember that story mode of Smash Brothers Brawl? Yes, yes. Same sort of thing, but with just Zelda characters. Right. Reminds me of that a lot. Yeah, yeah. just this complete retextualizing and putting it in a yeah, just totally very fun, very silly, very loose environment with just uh, kind of the all in <laughs> Avengers Assemble. Okay, that's sort of a vibe. Yes, yeah. It's one of the comic it. book nerds out there. Not, yeah, yeah. Revengers sounds great. Grand Grandangers. Can't imagine there'd be any Grand crossover Dangers. fans. <laughs> 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 like crossover fans of Grand Daniel, though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yes, it's uh, yeah. It's just it, it playing through these ca- with these characters in like mm. a completely different context is uh, is very satisfying. And so yeah, part of that is like when you're in these battlefields, yeah, there's kind of constantly stuff happening and it's like we need help, but there's no voice stuff. It's all just little, a tiny little text box at the bottom of the screen that you kind of constantly have to be like looking down to yeah. to see. As in like which keep is under attack or like... Or like what? story bits of them going like, oh, this thing's happening, this guy's over here, quick, get over here. And it's a very small box and right. it's whilst you're also doing other stuff. So it feels like watching the kids in the back of the car or something yeah. right. where so you the, should be focusing on other stuff. The big mission stuff does come up in the centre of the screen and that's very hard to miss. Mm. It's just more of the kind of, the actual kind of like flavour of it and the, and the shading of it of like, oh, these characters are talking to each other right. and... Right, there's right. these little bits of dialogue. Mm. It's it's a real shame that that, that it's not voice acted because it all moves and changes mm. quite quickly. So yes. it's kind of constantly happening. So you kind of feel like you're either missing a lot or monitoring a lot, right? Uh, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, and could be fixed if there was a voiceover. Totally, but maybe that would also be annoying in its own way because it'd be pretty constant. Right. Yeah, I kind of would. I, I would like that though. I, I like that sort of stuff option, in games. Nice. But mm. yeah, I mean that's that's kind of my. Biggest gripe with it, I find it. I, I find that I get lost a lot. Like the when a mission comes up in the map, I'm it sort of like takes me a little while to kind of yeah. calibrate myself. And I kind of wish there was like a even just a maybe there maybe this is something you can turn on. I just haven't found it. But like a Grand Theft Auto style, like here's an arrow in front of you pointing you to like where to go. You right. get little green arrows pointing you towards. I think they just point you towards enemies or something. But yeah, there's a map on screen at all times. But it is hard to orient yourself on that sometimes. But also, and again, I'm pretty early on in it so uh, you know this could just this could be you know null and void 
after playing another level. But none of it has been to the depth. Like, I, it's not like I've been dying constantly because of any of these things. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like something that you didn't realize was over there and you had to race to it. Yeah, it yeah. feels like the timelines, the the timers that you get to go and do things are, are pretty open, and it 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 kind of just wants you to be able to have fun There's running around of... and fucking knocking people over and going crazy. Yeah, I've missed a couple of the side missions, just or whatever. Right. Um, but it it's not really important. You can replay everything. It's all quite short little maps. So yeah, and then you unlock like a free mode and an adventure mode, which is really cool. Apparently, which I haven't gone in. Yet, but there's um, so much shit in it. There's, right. there's heaps of stuff in it. Right. There's um, leveling up the characters and unlocking new weapons, and uh, yeah, and, and like skill trees and shit. Yeah, and and it kind of feels like one that's very built in mind with like you going back to the levels and like replaying uh, through those challenges again and trying to get yeah. like a higher score. Right. And, and there's all little hidden bits and and different objectives that you might have missed. You can play through it with different characters, and yeah, yeah, there's so much of it. I mean, it's a lot of content of repeating the same basic loop, yes. Of Swipe, 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 swipe. But it is, even though it's not complicated, there's something really relaxing about it almost. It's yeah. like a you can kind of zone out with this in a fun way. Totally, yeah. I would recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally, the first time passed me by, I had no interest in it whatsoever. And then, like I said, I, I, I yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So if you, yeah, if it's been off your radar and you're a fan of Zelda, like if you're, a, you know, if you've played, I haven't even played all of them and I'm mm. getting enough out of it, like, the pure delight of kind of like the fan service of being able to do these like insane feats in with these characters in ways that Zelda games never let you do mm. uh, is is really satisfying. So I would yeah I'd really recommend uh, checking it out and like yeah there's a lot in there. So it's definitely made me more interested in having a look at the Dynasty Warriors games as well. Right, right. Because all the Zelda window dressing of this is nice, but I, I I think I like the actual core thing enough. I mean maybe I'll get sick of it. But uh, it, it, yeah, the the Dynasty Warriors, like the whole Romance of the Three Kingdoms or whatever it's called, right? Yep. Setting that they have is just something I don't really know anything about, so it was never really that appealed to. By and <laughs> uh, me, dumb. It, but just running around on this battlefield with like this rock version of the Zelda theme, <laughs> yeah, just sick, just fucking awesome, and you can. In the menu when you go in, you can just change what music is playing, so it unlocks all these themes, and then it's like. What do you want to listen to while you do this level, buddy? Right, Which yeah, I think right. is cool. It is totally built around you just having a good time. Yeah. And it, it, it's a really good game. I haven't actually played the uh, handheld mode yet. I haven't taken it out of the dock. Uh, me either. Yeah. Mm. And I imagine that the little speech bits will be even more annoying on that. Oh, yeah. yeah, shit. Yeah. But, um, you can play co-op, which is apparently really fun. And it's a very good portable game because it's if, there's lots of little bite-sized things to do in it yeah in a similar way to like a fighting game or something where you can just play a quick match right yeah it's, i would really like to play it with someone else it seems like it'd be a lot of fun to like be on opposite yeah. you know kind of communicating with each you, other. good if luck you, if you only knew, i knew someone else someone, someone playing it on the you switch, wanted to play it with enjoyed yeah. it yeah. like yeah maybe well, maybe a friend of mine who i'm gonna be at the beach with that'd for be like ideal a yeah. week or yeah. something good you luck know? Yeah. sit yeah. around the pool maybe. have a couple of mai tais hey mai tais oh Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be that for a week. <laughs> um, so, yes, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, recommend it. Cool. Um, I also started playing a game that's been out for a little while now uh, called Battle Chef Brigade. Right. Um, I, it's, I'm playing it on the Switch, but I'm, let me just check what else it's out on. Maybe I think it might just be on Steam. 
Probably uh, the Wii U in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, something... Yeah, it came out last year on Steam. Oh, great. It's something right. that I've been sleeping on for a bit. Um, it is a puzzle game that is basically kind of a um, like Poyo Poyo style, like kind of gem swapping to make like lines of, mm-hmm. you know, the same colour. Uh, but when they when you line up three, they turn into like the next level up of what the blue colour is. And so then if you can oh. get those those next levels, like they turn into the three and then it taps out at that. Kind right. of like threes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind right, of Poyo right. Poyo crossed with threes. But so it's a it's it's a really, really weird game because it's got this great simple puzzle mechanic. But then on top of that, the storyline is that it's like this kind of Iron Chef style thing where you're this kind of like competing to be this like master cook. Mm. So before each puzzle level you go into like a little platform a bit where you have to kill monsters, you pick up the remains that they leave behind and those are the ingredients that you're cooking with. <laughs> so then – so you, and you can go out and do that as much as you want in the time limit. So you might go, all right, well, I'm out of blue gems. So you go out into the little, you know, into the little hunting area and you just look for, okay, I know this animal just has the like leaves behind the blue ones. Right. So kill a bunch of them, get them, then put them in and cook with that. And then once you've – so you kind of drop them all in and line them up in a line and then you go into like cooking mode where you kind of stir it so you, you know, you move the gems around to get those combinations. Right, right, right. So – and then there's kind of this RPG kind of story element on top of that where you're kind of staying in this town and so you go and do like little little quests it like, you know, during the day mm. that are all kind of like different versions of this puzzle mode or this hunting mode. But, yeah, the main guts of it is you're doing this Iron Chef stuff where – a you know one judge will be like well this is the kind of um you know this is the kind of uh food that i prefer and he'll basically be saying get as much red gem stuff in there as you can sure right so trying to make sure you get as many of the level three like red gems in there as you can um and basically you know your pot will get full of the gems and you won't be able to match them anymore so you'll just have to go Okay, well, I'm out. I've got to hand this in now because I can't. Right. You can't take stuff out right. unless you match it up, and then you unlock, you know, new pots to cook in, which mean that instead of matching three of a kind, you only have to match two of a kind. And then there's certain pots that will do that, but only with one color, and then you can't match any other colors in there. Right. So you kind of get this loadout before you go into each one. Like it's it's great. Mm. Like it's there's so much to do. And it sounds like – I know it sounds very overly complicated, but it's got this great little kind of RPG story thing where it explains that all to you really simply and really quickly and you just – yeah, within about half an hour, it's like, cool, I, I get this. Like, yeah, I'm right. In and, yeah, it's it's such a weird – it's it's weird that apart from uh, Andrew Levin's telling me repeatedly about it, I hadn't heard a thing about it, mm. which is bizarre because it's it's so unique and it's so great. And so, yeah, if you like puzzle games, it's a no-brainer because, um, yeah, it's just there's so much different stuff in it to I've always, what you're used to in a puzzle game. I've always thought that I found the idea of a puzzle game with those sort of trappings on top of it appealing. But everyone that I've tried, I've never actually enjoyed those things being on top of it. Right. right. Do you know? What, do you reckon this is? The I different think it one? is because they're sort of they're built into it. So it's just like mm. it's part of the puzzle mechanic. Mm. Like the going out and hunting. Like you do, you get into the strategy of like, okay, well, I know I've got it. And once you've played it a couple of times, you get to know, okay, I know that these monsters are worth these colors, so I sort of won't bother with them. This one takes a lot more to kill, but it's got exactly what I need. So. Right. Um, and yeah, it's all very fluid. The art style is cool. 
the the like the combat when you're doing when when you're taking down the monsters is just very simple. Um, so yeah, I I I kind of think this is the one because it's not just like oh it's this puzzle game and then you're going around doing all this unrelated bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like it all kind of ties in and the challenges that you do and the other stuff that you do earns you money, which you know you can use to like buy new items for your loadout and everything. Uh, like it, it, the fact that it is all. It, it, it doesn't feel like they went, oh, we we got to have a point of difference, so let's chuck this in. It's like right. it, it really does just feel like this one batshit idea that came out of one person's head where they went, wouldn't this wouldn't this just like, you know what I mean? Like it just yeah, 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 came yeah. to them in a singular bolt of inspiration. Sure, of like yeah. this is what it is and this will be really fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's on sale right now in the Switch eShop. Uh, so if, you, yeah, if you're looking for something, if you like puzzle games, I uh, definitely would recommend going in because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Nice. Really fun. I've uh, been playing more God of War. I've been f- specifically hunting down the Valkyries. Fucking so fun. Really, yeah. really satisfying um, mini boss battles. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly different uh, to each other, so there's different tactics you have to use for each one, different kind of um, armor and, and weapon loadouts and runes and stuff. Yep. So it actually makes the combat a bit more complicated. Um, yeah, and like all that stuff that we talked about in terms of the storytelling in between you know moments just when you're traversing is cool there's more of it like they just keep telling stories and giving backstory and lore and it's yeah it's still really really good great i also remembered a bit of news that we didn't talk about no man's sky is getting actual multiplayer oh yeah and it's going to xbox as well right huge um which is yeah pretty huge um I think we'll just. I'm just keen to play it when it comes out. And yeah, see what exactly. it's like. I feel like it's not worth talking about anything about that game before it's before it exists. Like. Yes, yes. Well, everyone uh, <laughs> kind of had issues with that before it launched. And yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah. It feels like it'll probably be a big hit on Xbox because people on Xbox are getting the game that people with the PS4 thought they were going to get. And yeah. By the time they put these changes in. I think people have kind of made their mind up. Like, I don't yeah. think that this multiplayer thing will really inspire anyone who wasn't already still playing it to go back in. Yeah. And it off after day one. But if that's all coming out day one on Xbox yep. as a package, like, mm. it probably is all of a sudden, like, a pretty attractive package. That's pretty yeah. weird, too, because didn't Sony give them a lot of money to develop it or something or did they just join in with the marketing i think they joined in with the marketing right now sony are gonna be the one sending him death threats (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think sony was is the the one is the thing that made them rush it to release without all that the stuff that they wanted to well and having all the expectation put on it as well yes it was just kind of this cool little indie and then it became this like massive i wonder have they said what price it's going to be on the xbox do you know i don't know i don't think so i wonder what it'll have to be low well i think now it is a full game Right, but all that stuff's free. On yeah, ones. yeah, that's true. But, so. it, came but out it also did come out as uh, at like sixty bucks or something. Yeah, right. it came out as like a full release thing. But yeah. if they bring it out for sixty dollars again on the Xbox, I don't know. I reckon that's a bit crook. Oh, uh, it's it's just a it's a game. I guess I'm just I mean, a friend of the working man. <laughs> <laughs> you are dressed like Bruce Springsteen in the late seventies. Thank you very much. That's genuinely the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> a very handsome man, Bruce Springsteen. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's interesting news. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, I've also been playing a, a little bit of Little Nightmares oh, on yeah. the Switch, which came out uh, last year on the PS4, and I was a big fan of. More than happy to play it again. Um, yeah, really fun game. Mm. Looks great. I, I don't know if there were a couple of little issues that I had with it at the time with some of the little kind of bits of timing and the jumping and the grabbing. 
being a being a little off at, yeah. at times, and I don't know whether that's just like I'm better at it now, whether it actually has been improved because they that they since I was playing it on the PlayStation Four, they've they've released a couple of extra updates for it, right? Uh, and now bringing it over to the Switch, so I don't know whether that's actually improved or just I'm. I'm just uh, not noticing it, but mm. um, yeah, it looks um, yeah, it, it looks great on the handheld screen. It's a it's a great game for the Switch. If again, if you haven't played it, I really would recommend it. If you like things like Inside or Limbo, uh, similar kind of style to that. It's Abe's Odyssey, kind Abe's of Odyssey, right. kind of yeah, okay. like more visual style of Abe's Odyssey crossed a bit more with like your Insidey Limbo, where you don't really have you're just kind of running and kind of like traversing your way through this thing. So you're not you're not doing anything like. Super complex. I guess that's yeah. Abe's Odyssey, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Abe's Odyssey. If you didn't have the bottle cap thing, <laughs> like yeah, the bottle cap thing. Yeah, well, you're throwing. Well, you make. You're throwing the the. What are you throwing to like distract? Yeah, it's oh, bottle, the little, little bottle cap. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. I was imagine. Uh, I I was picturing like a weird controller in my head. Like, <laughs> oh. I, I don't know why. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, that style of game, and uh, yeah, it's just got this great creepy aesthetic where mm. the the bad guys look like these kind of like weird real life fucked up puppets, like they look like these melted right. kind of fucked marionettes. Like it, it's it really it really works for me. I really really like it. Uh, so yeah, that's worth checking out. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Is that it? Well, we got some emails. Let's what? do some emails. Do a couple yeah. of emails. We got yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Since yeah, we, we, in. we haven't dipped into the emails for a little bit. So yeah. uh, let's do mm, uh, some. Yeah. So this first email comes in from Mark. I am reading this cold. You've put it in the document, yep. but I have never read it before. <laughs> yes, you refuse to read our fans' emails to us. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, filthycasualspod at gmail.com is the email address. We do go through the emails and read them. Yeah. Even if we don't get around to them all the time. But when we do... Oh, boy, do we appreciate it, Mark. That's it, Mark. So, my hometown has just seen the last of its dedicated game shops, and we're stuck going to supermarkets if we want a hard copy of something, and that will mostly only include new releases. My question is, do you think that the time for a hard copy is over? Mm. Would games reduce in cost if they didn't have to fulfill that market? And do you prefer to have an actual copy of the game, or is digital fine in your books? Who wants to field this one first? Because I think we're all going to have differing opinions on this. Yeah. I do tend to go and get a game digitally, uh, sorry, physically when I can uh, because I hate being caught out by going to purchase something on the store and then finding that I've run out of the storage so I have to like get a new storage thing. Right. So I feel like eventually you're going to have to go and buy a new SD card or whatever it is. So when you can, why not alleviate that? Like with the Switch, I try and buy as much stuff physically as I can and then yes, save yeah. save the SD card space for indies or if I'm lucky enough to get a review code. Um, uh, but, yeah, but then that being said, a thing like that, it is like just being able to switch between stuff when you're playing without having to, you know, get up and take the cartridge out and whatever. It is... Uh, it, it, is a, it is a seamless, great way of doing things. Yeah. And... I mean, that's the thing, though. If if that was the case, where the making the physical copies, not having to make them anymore, meant that the price of games came down, <coughs> then great. Mm. I don't think that would be the case, though. No, well, because at least in this country, a physical copy is invariably cheaper yeah. than a digital one. Yeah, I imagine that would be the case in all. I think it's pretty standard in the US. I think everything's sixty dollars on release, and it doesn't really fluctuate because right. we've got this sort of price 
this competitive thing here where like the department stores here like big w and target or whatever want to release them at cheaper so that people go there because they're sort of struggling yes so that's why you yeah. get games releasing like brand new games for like 62 dollars here whereas in, in the digital store for context for anyone who doesn't live here they'd be a hundred dollars yeah yeah so yeah. they're almost like lost leaders for those department stores exactly yeah. and then jb hi-fi and all other shops kind of have to follow that lead yeah the EB more games, the more electronics is, stores yeah yeah uh so that is a big reason of why i get physical stuff pretty much all the time right yeah. um, unless it's like on a sale on the digital store because I'm a bargain boy right and I like to bargain hunt I am a minimalist uh, <laughs> so but like I've, I've I don't know I've moved house a lot in the past five or six years yeah and every single time I had initially it was DVDs and blu-rays and after a while it was like I don't use these I, I torrent stuff or I stream yeah. stuff and I just put a bunch of stuff on hard drives and got rid of those. And ever since I made that switch, I've also kind of tended towards that with games as well. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'll pay an extra 20 bucks to have it download overnight yeah. and just be there. Um, I tend to be, I don't know, kind of busy during the times when I would probably want to go to the shops. So it's it, for me, it's convenience, uh, both in terms of getting it into my house and also having it in my house and not take up space. Yeah, I, I have had a couple times where I've bought stuff on the eShop because I just couldn't be fucked going out to get it. Mm. But then the download time that it's taken, I'm like, I could have just gone to the shops and back in right, this time. Right, Gotten some lunch and saved myself 30 bucks. Right, see, I, there's been times kind of recently, because I, I only really realised you could do this recently, I'll be at work and I'll go on the PlayStation app on my phone, buy a game and have it start installing while that's I'm at work. That's great. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I love about it. And the preload stuff that you can do on games more and more is pretty cool. Mm. Um, mm. Where you can You'll pre-order, you pre-order and it, download it then. Yeah. And so then as soon as it goes live on midnight or whatever, it's ready to go. I think yep. another part of the thing for me though is that I have a bit more of a doomsday prepper mentality than I yeah. think either of you do. <laughs> yeah. Where you definitely do. I, Again, you're dressed like one right now. <laughs> yes. I have cans of food inside of this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just in case I get hungry on the tram home. Uh, <laughs> but I I don't trust having this big digital I don't like paying for a license for digital things. Yeah, right. I like paying right. for something that I own. I, I really have... I don't have a real attachment to like stuff like that. Like there are things that I own that I really value and treasure like art and family for, you know, like genuinely sentimental things, but yeah. like products. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck about my TV. Like it, it's, uh, you know, if it breaks, I'll get a it replaced on warranty and it's a, like, you know, I don't tend to have that kind of attachment to, yeah, to products. Yeah, right. Really. It's less of an attachment and more of a, I, I, I don't like the idea of paying for something that I don't own. Right. It is. You I know, mean, I do, right. like, yeah, if you've spent a lot of, if I always kind of liked the idea of, like, especially when, like, DVDs first came and were a thing, like, there was a bit of pride of, like, having this library and being mm. able to look and mm. go, like, oh, I've amassed this, like, which, yeah, as you get older, does, you were saying, does become a pain in the ass with having to move and everything. But, yeah, I, and I especially, and the, the shame is, is that, like, Games companies themselves do not care about this anymore because games don't come with a manual. Boxes yeah. have gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah. But that used to be my favourite thing about it was like getting out this manual and there would be a bit of design in there. There'd be some, you know, Rare would always put like little funny bits in the manuals and stuff, mm. which I always really loved reading. Um, but now it's like a bit of a shame. Like you open the box and there's just like, if you're lucky, there's some kind of cool stuff printed on the inside cover. Right. But it, it 
does like you know the little cat the little stack of switch games that i have sitting there it's like well they're also they're such small little <laughs> cases anyway they're yeah. like those yeah. ones I've taken them out of the plastic cases and just have the little cards in a separate little container. So yeah, they're right. all in my little carry bag for And right. I've definitely thought about getting rid of all my physical boxes for stuff and just having a big CD wallet. Yeah, sure. And yeah, everything in there for the sake of space. I certainly, I used to do that just with CDs again. Yeah. Like I'd have a big, a massive CD wallet I'd take around. It's the thought of being in a bunker in 20 years <laughs> and somehow still has electricity. Right. <laughs> and going like, oh, I feel like playing this game. Wait a minute, I can't because it no longer exists. Right, because yeah. it's been taken down off of all these shops. It's uh, no long. It you can't access it, and it's not even that long ago that stuff doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. spoken about that fairly recently, and that that really bothers me for some reason. And in truth, it's probably something I should get over because what's the re- what is the actual chance that in fucking fifteen years I'm going to go? Boy, I really wish I could play. Bayonetta one, right? Yeah, I get, this. This again is, I feel very kind of pretentious or you know just silly expressing this, but like, I kind of have the attitude that I wish that I didn't have any of this stuff. Like, if the internet went away, if smartphones stopped working all of a sudden, I'd feel happier. You know, like I kind of wish that I didn't have any like of this shit. Mm, <laughs> so maybe I, I kind of it, yeah yeah I like I like the idea that. All of a sudden, there's no games or or movies or anything but anymore. But then it's just wolves and darkness. Can't, that, like this is what it's, it's in a piece, man. It is not in a piece. It is deep fear. You ever seen a wild animal look peaceful? They look yes. fucking raggedy and no, they do yes. not. That is projection. Yes. Not you know how fucking quickly birds twitch? They're always looking around, going like, "Where the fucks they're going to be? Danger!" No, no, it's constant danger out there in the wilderness. Not since the debate about whether or not the Big Short was good <laughs> has there been a more U two debate to be <laughs> a witness to. <laughs> Doomsday is good, this, Ben Vanell. <laughs> you told me this, Knox, the other day. Yeah, you didn't touch kelp until three days ago. Yeah. You grew up on the beach. <laughs> I grew up on a kelpless beach in a bay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Still, you grew up on a peninsula. Yeah, and I didn't walk around fucking picking up a bunch of shit. I have touched kelp, but I grew up on a mountain like three hours from the beach. I, I got to say... If anything, that makes you a worse person than me. <laughs> I got to say, I, I, it's well documented on this, this podcast that I'm a great fan of the strangeness of Adam Knox, but <laughs> yes. I'm with him on this one. Really? Now that I've, now that I've heard you go... Just fucking wipe me out. Take my phone. <laughs> yeah. Erase all my stuff. I don't care about Blow any of my me possessions. Up and I'm going to have my memories of rolling about in kelp as a child <laughs> to comfort me into the blackness of death. No, I think it's more normal to enjoy nature than I to enjoy not. nature, but I have a, a deep respect for it in the uh, in the fact that it's trying to kill me at all times. <laughs> like I don't think that I'm some tourist who can wander around nature and not be afraid of getting my head chopped off by a tiger. Now I know that several things about what I just said. Are <laughs> that there's not going to be a tiger here and he's not going to chop my head off. But you get the general gist of what I'm saying. Well, yeah. if you're talking doomsday, maybe it's like, you know, maybe they, maybe, you know, that some radioactive bomb or whatever went off this tiger. Oh, yeah. His hand legs and his little claws can like grab an axe. Okay. I learned to use an axe and speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, like, I, I, I like the idea of being able to, at a whim, be in control of what I want to have a look at. You know what? Like, I'm also kind of a hypocrite because I like owning books. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. I love owning yeah. books. Sure. Yeah. Well, and and, and th- I don't like the th- idea that they re-release all these PS2 games and shit like that because people do want to play these old things at some point. And I'd yeah. rather have access to that old stuff that I bought once than be than 
be a chance to buy it again in the future. Right. Yeah. I don't. Right. I, it's like the sale aspect of digital stuff is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially like on uh, nowadays, like it, the the PSN and Xbox sales are good. The Switch ones are not. Mm. But uh, and Steam is obviously fucking super cheap a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, digital stuff. I also I try not to buy because. Uh, I went through a period of just buying stuff because yes. it was cheap yes. and never got around to playing right, it. Right. I have a bit of a psychological thing where if I walk to the shop, buy the game, you know, put my card over for it, walk back, mm. I'm I'm kind of like immediately psychologically like more invested in it. Yeah. Because right. Because I'm like, right. I am going to leave my house now to get this game. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a process that will take me like, what, an hour and then like walking home going like, oh boy, I can't wait to – like that was what totally. I did with Hyrule Warriors and it definitely I was like sure. really excited to like get home and like get stuck into it. Like I knew I had a bit of time clear on the other – and f- yeah, there's just something about th- even though you've got the ease of just getting on the shop and like clicking purchase and it just being there within an hour or mm. however long it takes to download, it's just the fact that it's just, hours. You, you sit down <laughs> yeah. and it just like – Click, it's there. Yeah. It's like that's that, I don't know, that that aspect of it. There's no, I don't know, there's no substitute for that thing of like getting excited to go to the shops and get something, mm. which for me is always going to be, yeah, just a bit more of a thrill. Mm. Yeah. And this is sort of a separate thing, but um, something I saw a while ago and that I'd been thinking about is like all the digital stuff I've ever bought, like on a sale, because like, oh, what a bargain. Mm. If I'd have never bought any of that stuff and only bought something that I was going to play right there and then, regardless of the price yeah still would have ended up paying net less probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, than yeah, the right. money i've wasted True. on stuff that i've bought because it was a bargain that i never got around sure to. sure that's uh, the the psychology of all sales though i and think and that's what they and want do you know to. what that's, yeah. Yeah. that's why the idea of some netflix like the game pass thing done really well and with current releases is appealing because it's kind of the best of both worlds yeah yeah, yeah totally. totally where it's this digital thing that I wouldn't have as much of an attachment to because I'm just paying a rental fee for this service. Sure, but you don't feel like you're getting... And you're not getting ripped off. Exactly. If yeah. it's like 15 bucks a month or whatever, like Netflix, then awesome, yep. sign me up. Because it's. I think it's just the cost of a video game that I've, I've never bought a... I, or I have, but I don't like buying physical releases of movies because mm-hmm. yeah. they're a fucking waste of money. Yeah. It's like 40 bucks. Oh, there's no point. For now. a Blu-ray yeah. or something. And they don't even have the commentaries and all that stuff that DVDs used to have. Yeah. Usually... Uh, I always wait for them to be on a streaming thing. Yeah, right. Or see them in a movie because then you're getting a whole experience. Y- yes. I think that would be so common now because they come out on streaming pretty quickly now too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I think we'll see that sea change with, with games as, away as well where mm. you're not spending this enormous amount of money for the digital versions of them, but it is also that general trend away from retail in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you answer a fucking question. <laughs> well, I oh, sorry, we... I misread that email. It said, uh, "How are you doing?" <laughs> Come to Brazil. Uh, well, I reckon we better wrap it up for this week. Hey? Yeah. yeah, we got to one email. Send us in some more emails though, because we obviously like them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, guys, thanks very much for listening. Filthycasuals.com.au is where you can find the Bandcamp episodes that we do, the premium episodes. You can find links to our Patreon if you would like to support the show. Tickets to the live show. The bonus content live show coming up. Uh, what did I say? July fourteen yep. at the European Beer Cafe. Uh, next week we'll have E3 predictions. Yeah, then we'll have our E3 episode after that. It'll, uh, it's all happening. Yeah, then no. we'll have our E3. No. no, wrong order. Wrong order. Another week first. 
Ah, uh, we'll yes. Talk about like Detroit Become Human will be out by then. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. And then after that, E three predictions. Yep. Then E three. It's yep. all happening. Then E three. Then second E three responses or something. Yeah, like yeah. a more deep dive into E yeah. three because there's yeah. obviously Heaps there better stuff. be a lot of stuff. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So very exciting stuff. Uh, yes, follow From us Microsoft on Microsoft in particular. I was picturing <laughs> an Xbox in my head. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on all socials if you don't do so already. And we always love hearing from you guys. Thanks very much for listening. And as we say at the end here of every episode of Filthy Casuals, Kelp's not my bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns.